Welcome to My Business Playbook, where we pull back the curtain on the steps and missteps of successful people. You'll hear a raw and unfiltered play-by-play of what's worked and what hasn't, giving you helpful advice and insights so you can create an amazing business. I'm your host, Laura Higgins, and this is My Business Playbook. Hello and welcome back to My Business Playbook. It's so good to be with you today. Now you're in for a real treat because we are joined by Pip Brett of Jumbled Online. Now Jumbled is not only a fashion and homewares store, it's also a hub for incredible original art. Jumbled is home to all things bright, colorful and joyful. You'll often see their team on Instagram dancing as they unpack boxes and package up orders for their customers. It really does feel like some kind of wonderland. Pip and the Jumbled team are here to spread joy and to help their customers buy things that truly make them happy. Since opening in 2013, Jumbled has grown to over 138,000 Instagram followers and counting. And the beauty of their story is that they've brought national and global brands to regional New South Wales in Australia. They're a small town company with a big vision and an even bigger heart. You're going to love my conversation with the wonderful, humble and sweet Pip from Jumbled Online. Let's do it. Well, Pip, it's so good to be with you today. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us about your business. I'm so excited and looking forward to chatting. My pleasure. I'm excited to be here. It's nice. Yes. So good. So tell us about Jumbled Online. Tell us about how you actually started, what you guys do and all of the things. Yeah. Okay. It's sort of a long-ish story. I, I first started... So born and bred in Orange um, and I went to high school in Sydney and I studied a Bachelor of Design at UTS in fashion and when I finished the degree I decided that I wanted to open a clothing store. So I opened Igloo, um, a little clothing store when I was 22 and from that, you know, the first couple of years were really hard but then it kind of just picked up momentum and as I felt like that was going really well I bought my own home and I decided I knew that I loved fashion and art and I mean art and furniture as much as I loved fashion so that's where Jumbled came and so that was I think 10 years ago um, when I opened Jumbled so there were two separate stores but just recently we've put them in together on the one website and Igloo's now gone it's all under Jumbled and yeah that's how it's sort of it's evolved over the last 15 years into what it is today and um, we've got the online store and we've got a bricks and mortar store in Orange which is three hours west of Sydney and um, it's sort of a concept store of coffee, fashion and home and everything I love under one roof. So it's kind of the dream has come true, really. It's kind of an institution, isn't it? Because I feel like when you go to Orange, everyone goes to Jumbled because it's it's this whole experience. It's not just a homeware store. It's like you go and you get coffee and then you can – it's such a beautiful destination in and of itself. Yeah. I think it's incredible. So you studied design and then you went into fashion and you started your business at 22. That's so impressive. Mm. Well, well, mum 
had a clothing store for 25 years in Orange. And so I'd seen her do it, I think, too. It was really the best training. Anyway, but yeah, 22 is young. Like I look at 22-year-olds, but I don't think I thought too much about it. Yeah, you just kind of did it and then realised, I think I've started a business. (laughs) I think so. I think so. And, you know, like people are like, why did you do it in orange? And I was like, I didn't think so much about that either. I just sort of was like, I think, you know, it's quite different now. There's beautiful stores in every country town. But back then, everyone would go to Sydney to buy all of their clothing. Whereas, and there wasn't really online then either. So, um, I don't know. I didn't think too much about it. I think it was sort of like, I didn't think it would fail, but I didn't think it would I I actually don't know what I thought, but it was like an (laughs) ignorance is bliss because maybe when you, if you knew what the next three hard years would have been like, would you have done it? You know what I mean? I think. Yeah. um, Yeah. Totally. And I feel the same because I started my business at 23. Yeah, it must have been 23. And same thing. Like I remember I was like, well, um, I know about marketing and I know about social media and branding and I know those things, but like running a business, I've got no idea. And you kind of don't know what you don't know. So and you're so right. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. But I remember going to a, a like business training thing and everyone was talking about scaling your business. And I was like, what do they mean scaling? Like what does scale <laughs> mean? Like I was like, why are they talking about this? This seems so weird to me. So I had no idea. And I think yeah. it kind of... Yeah, it does give you a bit of, uh, if it's intuitive and you're kind of just doing what you feel, it means that you you kind of aren't stressing out about all the details. And, you know, like when people come to me and they're like, so I've got my business plan, I've got all this stuff. I'm like, I <laughs> I love that. I love that you've done that, but I never did that. I, I kind yeah. of was, I'm making this up as I go kind of. From, from the beginning, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I wrote one. I'd love, I think I had to write one for the bank many, many moons ago, but I would love to yeah. find it again and have a read of it. But, yeah, I think that maybe is the beauty of starting a um, business when you're young that um, there's not so much holding you back or so many expectations. I can't remember yes. anyone um, doubting doubting me like I think maybe you would have now if as as an old like as 38 if I was starting a business now I feel like the risks are a bit higher I don't know I'm not sure yeah yes that makes sense and so then when so you started Igloo and then when did you kind of shift into actually I want to do more fashion homewares art like and where did Jumbled come from from there I think it was just, you know, I'd go to trade fairs and I'd see all the really, in particular, like the rugs and things like that. And I was like, oh, I would love that, you know. I just felt like I really needed, I wanted another challenge at the time. Um, The clothing store was sort of ticking along really nicely and I had great staff members and I just felt like I wanted another challenge. And then when I opened Jumbled, I was like, oh, gosh, I'm back at square one again. But it was a bit easier the second time. Like you've learned a lot more and you don't have to prove yourself so much to your customer as well because you sort of already have some. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it was that feeling of, oh, what am I doing? But, yeah, with Jumbled, you know, I saw 
a shop for rent near my other shop, um, near my clothing store, and I was like, I'm going to get that. And so I had to take on the lease, but I didn't have any stock. I didn't know what I was going to sell, and that's sort of where the name Jumbled came along because I didn't know what was going to go in there, but the idea was that it was just going to be a jumbled mess of everything that I love. Yeah. 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 And and what I love about what you do is there's a lot of joy. Like there's a, everything's bright, vibrant, colourful, and it's really – you can spot one of your posts on social media a mile away because it's – it's very distinct. And do you feel like that was a gap in the market where people, you know, kind of were sticking with minimalist, you know, whites, greys, you know, kind of neutrals, and then you have this bold, bright, vibrant feel? Like, was that intentional or did that kind of come about naturally? I think it came about naturally because it's exactly what I love. So colour is colour just makes me happy and I'm from a fam like mum says she's a failed minimalist and she loves colour and I think (laughs) that that's where my love from that has come from and so I think we yeah I didn't set out to be a colourful store it's just purely what I love and how it's evolved really by staying true to what we love. Like when I first started, I would buy things that I thought people would want, but Mm -hmm. I may not necessarily love them. And I just one day I was like, what am I doing? I should only be selling the things that I truly love because I can't get excited by the things that I wouldn't want myself. So that was like a definite turning point in the business. But I think we are distinctive in our colour but we're, I feel like maybe we're also distinctive with because we're accessible to people. I think in the past like art and furniture um, to buy it seemed a bit hooty tooty like yeah you know going to a gallery and feeling you like you weren't welcome or like you had to be someone to be in there but I feel like people feel welcome and our business purpose is to bring joy and that's yeah. purely what we do for ourselves and for my staff and but for the customer as well. So I feel like that's our motto with the business. So I love that you say it feels joyous because that's, you know, my job done then. That's how I feel good about it. Yeah. yeah. But you do and I feel like I really notice those the brands like that because I think that the world kind of needs that. I feel like we need that vibrancy and that, um, that also that silliness. Like I feel like you guys have a really, your tongue in cheek, you kind of, you keep things really real and personable. And like, I feel like that's a really unique thing in, in the fashion industry in particular, but also in the homewares space as well. And, and I feel like it's given you a really, um, competitive edge because it's Mm. and I know that maybe wasn't your intention but I feel like it has given you an edge over other people because you look at your brand and you feel like oh I just love it you know like you kind Mm. of feel as a consumer you don't feel like you're being sold to you don't feel like someone's putting on this persona of who they you know you should be or whatever Mm. you feel just like yourself and I love it I think it's 
it's a really beautiful thing. Yeah. Like ultimately, you know, when you wear something that we stock or that you put something in your house, like ultimately we want you to feel really good, you know, because I think it's the power. You know, when you wear a new outfit, it's like that first time and it's that magic. It's never there the second time but that first time when you just feel good, you have a great time, your confidence, you walk you walk in a yes. different way when you feel great. And I think the same thing with your home. You know, you walk into your home. I'm home. I feel great. I love it here. It's your space. I, I just think ultimately that's what you want people. I want people to buy because they love something and it means something to them. I don't want them to buy because it's trendy or because someone yeah. told them to or whatever. But I think because you really love it. And then I think you never tire of it. And it's always worth the money, isn't it? Because you don't get sick of it. Yeah, so, so true. And so in building, how long did you say you've been in business for now? 15 years. I counted the other day. I had to get the calculator because maths is not (laughs) my um, strong point. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I ask Siri all the time. I'm like, Siri, what is this plus this? Oh, I (laughs) should ask Siri that. Yeah, I'm not very Yes. Um, so in that time, you've you've run a business for fifteen years. What have you like? What have been some of the missteps that you've taken? What are some of the things that you're like, man? I stuffed that up, but it's kind of formed part of your business journey. Mm. Oh, lots of missteps, really. Um, <laughs> but I think mum mum was really good. You know that fail fast thing, and if something doesn't feel right it's probably not, so you need to try and fix it quickly. I would say like stock over the years, like it's hard to know what people are going to buy and you invest all this money and it may just not move. So that's been a thing working out what people, what the customer wants, what they want to pay for it. That's always evolving. That's something I wish I had a magic ball that I could work (laughs) out. But stock, but then you can deal with that putting things on sale or presenting it in a different way. Um, And that's where social media has been so great in that you have different opportunities that you can, you know, you can get rid of the stock in a smart way. I think just knowing that something's not working and being able to change it rather than holding on to it, thinking it's money, I just think recoup it if possible probably another misstep which I'm sure would be the same for many small business owners would be staff you know I have amazing staff like beautiful staff at the moment but yeah over the 15 years I've definitely made um, mistakes in hiring people that um, didn't work out but I feel like each person that comes and goes I try and learn something from it as well I feel like each person leaves something behind that you can learn from. But I think in going forward, and I think it's been working of late, just to hire on someone that's really kind and generous because I think everything else can be taught along the way. But I think if you have that within you, then you'll you'll fit in nicely here. Yeah. Yeah. That is such good advice. I think... And, and we're in the process at the moment of hiring 
more people and it's exciting mm. and fun and all of that stuff. But it is, it is this thing of if, the, if someone's not a good fit, it really is evident, particularly in a small business because, you know, it's your baby and, and so much of it is your personality and your personal taste and all of those things. And so I think that's such a good criteria. Mm. Mm. Like if they're kind and generous, you can kind of make it work. Yeah, yeah. We're like, if someone would take the bin out without being asked, I'm like, you got the job. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. It, it is. It is a really tricky. It is a really tricky one. But um, people can be the most valuable thing to your business. Like the girls that I yeah. have here um, treat it like their own, and I think um, incredibly lucky. But I find it really, I find it really stressful hiring people. I find that, yeah, yeah, but I feel like you need yeah. something you just have to do, yeah, 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 and that kind of is cool because that leads into my next question. What do you think has been the most valuable investment you've made in your business? Oh, I think I'd say staff to um and in keeping staff that are really great by um you know compensating them. But also I would say probably when we bought the building that we're in, the old Masonic Hall, and the way we've been able to, it's totally transformed our business and elevated us so much. So probably that. And yeah. also me personally putting the time into um, social media has been the most beneficial thing as well because it's amazing. Yeah. Yes. Well, and that's so good because I feel like, one thing I really, on a practical business side, and we'll get into that now, I really want to talk to you about your social media because you've built this cult following. You've got this online community of people who love what you what you guys do and, and also people who probably don't see themselves as just, oh, I, I'm one of their customers. They feel like they're part of kind of the fabric of your your business in a way. And I feel like that doesn't come about on accident. So what do you think is the key to creating a beautiful online community that loves what you're about? Oh, I think it's about putting yourself out there, you know, like putting yep. yourself forward but not being the sole person there. So I think it's about being able to chat and talk and be a part of it rather than just like overseeing it. I think, you know, I never wanted to put my face on Instagram at all and definitely not my voice as well. So for years I didn't do that. It's in my hands. Like yeah. my hands are all right. My feet are fine. <laughs> I'd um, like you'd often see that. But I think I just got my confidence up and just did it yeah. and I don't think too much about it and my staff the same with them you know they did it and then they feel confident it doesn't matter you know we just throw yeah. it out there and it we don't think I think I'd be embarrassed if I knew people actually watched it like the I don't know which thing yeah. I feel embarrassed when I see my husband um watching my insta stories or something I'm like I forget real people <laughs> watch it because I'm like oh don't so cringy but I think um <laughs> I think it's about being real and authentic and I feel like we take people on the journey through, you know, the yes. highs and the lows and 
the behind the scenes of what we do. You know, I love, I think about the accounts that I love and who I love following and I, I adore seeing the behind the scenes or how something's yeah. made, how something's painted, created, you know, and the, the hard work that goes into the very beautiful finished product. Like I love that. I feel like then when you take people on the journey with you, you know, then they feel invested within what you're doing. They've gone on the journey too. So I feel like, you know, it's that thing of um, people, you know, buy from who they know, like and trust. And I feel like social media is one of those things where, especially Insta stories, I feel like that totally transformed our business as well. Um, Insta stories really I feel like people really get to know you and your team and what you stand for. Yeah. And so what does a day look like for you on social media? Do you have a structure for how you run it? Like how does that kind of work? Not necessarily. Like I have, you know, I feel like it's now a habit. You know, I did start off by having a content sort of plan, like a brainstorm of what I could do. You know, and that's if I help people with their social media and I try and get people to brainstorm all the different things that they could put on there, like meet the team behind the scenes, like all different things. So I felt like we did that and you kind of get a feeling of what works and doesn't work and you're sort of doing the same things but in a different way. I think when I look after the social media myself so on a day where I'm really stressed or really busy I will post nothing but on it I feel like when it's forced you can tell it is and it doesn't I don't feel it but when it's a day where there's like amazing deliveries and lots of great things happening and funny things going on you know like we'll do a lot that day you know but other days there won't be much because I just am like oh just I'm drained. I don't have it in me, but yeah, I don't know. It's um, yeah, it's a ama- it's an amazing thing. I feel super grateful that there's such a business tool that we can yeah, use. Totally. And on the on the confidence thing, how you're speaking about how you didn't want to put yourself in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. What would you say to someone who is like feels exactly like that? Like, how did you actually build your confidence to do that? Just by literally doing it. I'm sure if anyone, and that sounds super obvious, but like I challenge anyone out there that hasn't done it just to pop a little picture up of themselves on their socials and just say who you are, introduce yourself, what you stand, like what you're all about. Or maybe that you're feeling embarrassed. I don't know. You will be amazed by the feedback that you get. And people, people love to see the, um, the personality behind the brand. You know, I think people would be amazed. So I'd just say, you know, try it and baby steps, you know, baby steps. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. And so you've done a really great job. And what I love about your social media as well is that, as you said, it's not just you it's actually your team. And, you know, there's always videos of all your team dancing. Everyone's in, like, it feels like everyone's having fun. I feel like that's such a rare thing too, that you've built this incredible team of people who are passionate about Jumbled and have a really 
high ownership of the business. Yeah. What do you think makes a great team and why do you think it's important for small business owners to invest into developing the people on their team? Yeah, okay. I think, you know, it goes back to this thing we always talk about here that says your vibe attracts your tribe and I feel like people are drawn to you because of that. So I think that's where um, I've been able to get those people. Like we're all really good friends here. We're super, like we do things after work all the time that I think that also helps, you know. You spend so much time at work that you may as well love the people that you work with. And I find it really, I feel like my business and my life are so intertwined that I don't know they're all the one thing really. And I feel like everyone that works here feels the same. And, you know, don't be fooled by all the dancing because they work, everyone works exceptionally hard, like unpacking boxes and doing all these amazing things. But you know what? It's just so funny and fun and, um, but, yeah, everyone works hard but plays hard as well, I think, and that's. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. But um, investing in your staff and, um, you know, you, you, like, I know myself and as small business owners, like you work so hard on how you want things to be. You know, you want them to be a particular way that you really need to show your staff the way you want things done as well. Not in a controlling way, but I just think in a way that everyone's on the same page, so it's the same feeling, the same service that people get. And you're attracted to um, particular things, yeah. No, I think you've done a really great job at that. So in building your audience on Instagram, you've got over 100,000 followers what do you think has been the secret sauce for you with Instagram? Like, what do you think, was there a tipping point where it just skyrocketed or was it a slow burn? How did that kind of play out? Mm. I just feel like it's just been a slow burn, you know. I yeah. think every now and then something happens and you get some more and, um, yeah, it's just been a slow burn of turning up every day and trying to do good content and, and make mm. things a bit inspiring. I think probably I would say our secret source is our um, our photos. We take all our own photos in store just on our phones and I feel like, you know, people don't want the totally glossy picture every time. They sort of want a more authentic, real sort of photo. Like it's still a beautiful photo but I feel like our original content is our secret source but I also think our other secret source like maybe our secret spice would be (laughs) our like the people that work here so our personalities and our story and our vibe and our lifestyle I think we try and share a little bit of everything but I think authentic I know that word gets thrown around a lot but I feel like yeah that's probably the secret source the yeah I love that. And I love that you take your photos on your phone. I didn't I didn't know you did that. Yeah. Yeah. I do. So good. Yeah. And yeah, that's so good. How do you actually find the brands that you work with? How do you actually find them? Cuz I feel like a lot of also what you've done particularly in the art space 
if an artist gets picked up by you guys, it seems like it's kind of, it really impacts their career. It really, you know, helps them reach way more people. How do you find the right people? How do you, how do you actually source these artists and brands that you stock? Yeah, it's a combo of people coming to us and us going to people. You know, I think with Instagram, it's a great place to find small creatives doing amazing things. And it's such a global world now that we have, you know, Spanish fashion designers, their brand, because I discovered it one night, you know, it's so global that you can get things from anywhere really. And I think, um, yeah, so it's a combo of us finding people and people finding us. But when I first started, it was really hard convincing brands, particularly in the fashion space. Like I feel like homewares are so kind and welcoming and amazing, but in the fashion space, it's a bit, it's a bit harder. And, um, yeah, it was really hard saying, you know, I'm going to open this store. And I was only 22. Like I would have looked like a moron probably. And, um, <laughs> you know, I would love to stock your brand. You know, I think it's going yeah. to go really well in, in regional Australia. And, and lots of people were, didn't think their brand would sit well in a regional store, whereas now regional retail is just like killing it and the place to be really. Yeah. Um, it was hard in that respect. But now as you get bigger and um, and, you're, and you're following increases, it makes people, it makes things easier. In terms of like artist, finding a new artist gives me the greatest joy in the whole entire world. So finding yeah. them, forming a relationship, getting their stuff in um, and then it's selling out and seeing them, the flow on for them other people wanting to stock them, like I feel like you can really, it's amazing how that can work and you can be just painting like one of our artists, she just paints in her laundry and we discovered her every year. We have a search for a jumbled art superstar and we try and find artists who aren't represented anywhere else and um, that's like the greatest, you know, it's like the diamond in the rough and you're able to mentor the artist over the year um, with social media stuff and photography and like that's what totally gives me the most joy because you can um, really, you know, some of our artists have left their full-time jobs just to paint yeah. full-time and I'm like, oh, it's like the, that's the best. So that's really amazing. great. Yeah. That must, yeah, that must be such a cool feeling. And it goes to show the power of Instagram, right? Because it connects us and it kind of puts everyone on this level playing field of, oh, well, like what's the worst that can happen if you DM someone and say, hey, I'd love to show you my stuff. Like the worst is that they say no. Yeah. And And it may not be the right fit at at the time, but there's artists that have reached out to me a couple of years ago and then... I start following them and I'm like, oh, they're ready. Yes, they're they're ready and, you know, and that's so wonderful as well. But, yeah, I think, you know, like anything, having a go, just asking the question and and if you don't, yeah, it doesn't matter if they say no because it might be for all sorts of different reasons. But, um, yeah, have a go. Yeah, totally. And you've also got... So you've got so many things on the go. You've got jumbled and then you've got, you've been doing your 
house reno, right? Is your mm-hmm. house done yet? Yeah, inside's done. Outside is not done. Outside is, it's currently raining and I can hear it on the roof here. So when I get home, it'll be a mud pit. But um, like, <laughs> yeah, that's been, my husband's a builder and um, it's been such a great experience to build our dream home. And we've been filming oh. it as well. And hopefully that will come out in the middle of the year when we finally get it done. But, yeah, inside's done and I love it. Yeah, it's been so, oh, I'm so, so wonderful. I'm so excited to see it. Mm. And so with that, will you be like doing something where people can see the brands that you've used and all of that in that video series as well? Yeah, totally. Everything. Oh, so and exciting. and we've been filming the whole way along Um like my poor husband, Speedy, he's like, oh, do I have to do this? But he's so good on it. It's um, yeah. it's sort of like he's form. He's no, sorry, he's function and I'm more form that I worry about what things are going to look like and he's worried about how they'll work or how they'll be yeah. built. So <laughs> it's like we butt heads a little bit, but it's kind of a really good outcome in the end, you know? Yeah. My um, my husband's a builder as well yeah. and literally last night I said to him, I was like, because we're looking at this new office space and I was like, so what we're going to do, like I'm really excited because we'll make it so it's beautiful white space, it's going to be beautiful natural light and it's going to feel really good and here's what we're going to do and the furniture's going to be this and he was like, Laura, do you know every day at lunch, <laughs> this is disgusting by the way, this story yeah. that you told me, I was like... <laughs> This is gross. He was like, every day at lunch, I sit on my esky and I eat my lunch with a fork that has yesterday's lunch on it. <laughs> Just like, I'm like, you're gross. He's like, I don't care about the aesthetic at all. So he was like, he's like, I oh. just care about the, um, it just has to work. It's like totally, oh, this- I'm like. They're so annoying. They're very <laughs> annoying. But yeah, you do need it to work. And and you know what Absolutely. here when when we did the shop, I was a bit crazy and I was like, I just don't want PowerPoints everywhere because at my yeah. old shop the PowerPoint was just like in every photo I felt like. But now I yeah. have the skill that I could just take that out of the photo. But yes. at the time I was like, I just don't want them anyway. But now it's annoying because I need the PowerPoints, <laughs> and that's where a little bit of function could have gone a long way but anyway totally yeah. totally mm. that's yeah that's so true so anyway you've got jumbled you've got your house reno happening and then you've also got the huddle mm-hmm. so talk to us about the huddle what is it how does it work and yeah just tell us all about it well we luckily snuck it in just before covid happened so feb yeah. last year I think so it was a business event for 450 women and like it had been an idea that had been brewing for years but I didn't think that maybe I was the person that would be the executor of it. I just felt like we needed it out here. Um, We were just going through the worst drought. We'd had I think four years of drought and we'd been doing various um, things like giving, selling artworks and paying for coffees for all the farmers at um, Western cafes and things like that. But we, I felt like 
we really wanted to do something like a bit more meaningful. And so we felt like bringing amazing mentors to the Central West to help women in business because there's so many women doing great side hustles. Their husbands might be on the farm or... But even in our area with the drought, it was becoming pretty dire and an awful place. But, yeah, so we decided to do that. We got 10 amazing mentors to come and it was a weekend in Orange um, of inspiration and fun and we wanted to do it over a weekend really to help our local community as well because, you know, we were descended upon by, with all these loud women and it was amazing for town. <laughs> And to show what our town does and why it's so beautiful. But, um, yeah, it was it was wonderful. And what I is probably one of the proudest, proudest things we've ever done as a team that we had no experience. And we were just from the outset, we, we just wanted it to be a flawless event that people went away from feeling really good rather than overwhelmed. You know, when you leave some things and you're like, oh, my God. You know, I felt like it was really good. So, yeah, we're planning our next one for the um, September this year. So we're just getting all our little ducks in a row for that one and hopefully COVID isn't too annoying. But, yeah, I can't wait because I know myself, like I love hearing how people got to where they were in business. You know, you only need that one little thing, one piece of advice that someone gives you that can like transform so much of your life and your business by just changing your mindset a little bit. And you're like, oh, yes. So that's really all. And I got so much from it as well. So yeah, I can't wait. It Well, I went and I went with a friend and it was one of those things where I had no idea what to expect and I left exactly how you, how you said, like I left going, oh, actually, I didn't feel like, oh my gosh, my to-do list is huge. I now yeah. need to go and do all these other things. It was more like you kind of left feeling like, okay, cool. There's things I can I can be implementing, but more than that, you kind of felt like, okay, I've got this rather than, yeah. oh my gosh, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> so and I, it I was think beautiful. It- I think about enjoying the ride, that no one's journey is straightforward to where they are and seeing like the hard work that people put in was really refreshing as well. But just, um, you know, probably one that I think about all the time is when Jane Kay said from Bird's Nest um, in Cooma, she said, when in doubt, be generous and like I just go, oh, that's so good. I think just in life that's one thing that I'm like whenever a problem arises at work, I'm like, what would Jane do, you know? So I think, <laughs> you know, you only need one thing that you're like, oh, okay, that's good. You take like, that away. Yeah, totally. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. And so I've I've only got a couple more questions for you. <laughs> Only a couple more, sorry. <laughs> no, it's so, it's lovely. I love talking to you. I could do it. It's better than unpacking boxes. So oh, well, I like good. doing this. <laughs> There's a lot awaiting me, awaiting me out there. Oh, my gosh. Well, final couple of questions. Yeah. What is your biggest piece of advice that you wish you knew when you started jumbled igloo and everything else that you do? Oh, my mum 
is like full of pearls of wisdom. So it's all of her things that are like running over in my head. But I think um, the best piece of advice would be just start small and build. Mm -hmm. And it's like just taking those first steps and building. Um, You can't get to that end result straight away. Like I could have never had the business that I have now all those years ago, it, it yeah. takes time to get to where you need to be. Yeah, so start small and be patient. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I love it. And what is next for you and for Jumbled? I know that you've got huddle, the huddle coming up. Yeah. What else is on the horizon for you guys? Um, gosh, who would even, you know, it's exciting. We st- I started this year feeling like I didn't really have a plan but I knew that yeah. things sort of then things just started to come my way. You know, you get a little DM or a phone call. Do you want to do something together? So, I feel like collaborations is something that um, is a really exciting, really exciting thing for us. And some are about to come out. Some I won't even. I don't even know will be in the future this year. But um, yeah, I feel like that's where I want to focus my um time on getting um yeah because i creating our own unique product that sort of really ticks all of my boxes creatively wise and on a marketing level and and joy joy for everyone really i hope that that's where it would be and i think i'd really i'm trying to at the moment employ someone who's just focused on customer service that I feel like we're doing really good things here, but I just want to be doing things like the very best. You know, I just think if we stay doing what we're doing but do it even better, that's my aim. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. So where can people follow you? Where can people stay connected with what you're doing? Yeah, so we're on Instagram at Jumbled Online and our website jumbledonline.com and that's where you can find us. Yeah. Amazing. And you'll be posting about your house reno on there, right? Yeah, totally. To I, I, I pepper bits and pieces in. Like I don't, I don't want to annoy people, but um, yeah, oh, I put it in there all should. the time. I know. All the builders, all the tradies are so annoyed by me. I'm like, do you mind if I just take a video of you while you're doing that? And they're like, oh, <laughs> but yeah, I will. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining us, Pip. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for all that you do. It's really, it's really a joy to watch what you've created and, and I'm excited to see what you guys do next. Oh, thank you. So am I. I've no idea, but, um, thank you for having me. (laughs) It's been super fun, super fun and lovely to chat to you. So thanks, Laura. So there you have it. Isn't she wonderful? What I love about Pip is that she's created a business that brings joy to people. She's really intentional about her vision for the business and she's really real. I love that she's so honest and she's so humble and authentic. It's really inspiring. And I actually, I really encourage you, if you are in Australia, if you are in New South Wales, try to get to the huddle. It was an incredible event. I loved, loved, loved going to that. So I encourage you to do that. We're going to put all the links to everything in the show notes so you can check all of that out as well. 
And as always, you can jump into our Facebook group if you want to continue the conversation. I will be in there. All you need to do is search My Business Playbook and we will find you there and say hello. Now, the music from today is by the wonderful Jake Scott. You can find him on Apple Music and Spotify. And, you know, as always, we'll see you next week. Same time, same place. And if you love it, share it, please. Share it with your friends. Share it in your family group chat, whatever it is. I'd love that so, so much. All right. Go get him.